Okay, so we're recording, and this is a DNR Community Spotlight number four, I think. And I'm here with Ken. Um, hi, Ken. Hi. Yeah, so um, I was going to start, and this isn't one of the questions, but I just kind of wondered about the origin of your username. It's like Kumo Ken Curran. I don't even know if I pronounce it right. but Well, uh, uh, my username online is usually Kumo Corinne, but I don't mind being called Ken online because my real name is Ken. I'm Kenneth Starr, and people usually think of the lawyer who impeached Bill Clinton, although that hasn't come up very often. <laughs> but I don't mind being called Ken because I think everyone on the Discord server is is like my friend, right? But the yeah. name it actually came from middle school, and the origins are totally believable as such. <laughs> so uh, I remember in middle school, I got thinking about the main character from Final Fantasy VII, Cloud. I was like, is that a Japanese name? Or did they just call him Cloud? And I Googled it. And I learned that Cloud is Kumo. I'm like, okay. And then some other time, I learned that the name, the word Crimson in Japanese is uh, Kurin. So I was like, oh, that's kind of, it's got a nice ring to it, Kumo Kurin, Crimson Cloud. Very middle school edgy name, but also no one uses it, so whatever. <laughs> okay, that makes sense. Um, Final Fantasy VII was uh, the inspiration for at least two of our dog names we've had in the past. So um, we've, we had a streak of video game names that ended with our most recent Boston Terrier. But uh, prior to that, we had a bunch of uh, Square Enix Final Fantasy VII slash Chrono Trigger um, dog names. Yeah, so, I'm on board with that. My German Shepherd is named Cora after the Avatar. Yeah, so I, <laughs> I, I like video game names. I did, after we named the dog Oliver, I'm like, okay, now Nino Cooney has an Oliver as the character. I'm like, okay, we got to go buy this game and play it so that retroactively he's named after a video game. But... <laughs> We didn't. I, I, I've pretty much lost interest in console RPGs these days, so um, I don't know. It's probably not going to happen anymore. But okay, I guess <laughs> I guess we should move on to actual questions. So the first few of these are the ones that pretty much ask everybody with a little bit of variation here and there. Um, when and how did you find uh, Dungeons and Randomness? So I first joined in Arc 1, somewhere around episode 60 or 70. I don't remember which episode it was exactly. But it was it was a time when Una was chasing down Strahd to fuck him up with uh, all those all the paladins of Kord. That's what that was. And, yeah. Uh, uh, I don't remember which, which episode that was, but my standard way I... I started new D&D podcasts, although I don't have the time anymore. But when I was getting into D&D podcasts, the way I generally started with that is that I would um, listen to the most recent episode and get a feel for what kind of show it would be and then go back to the beginning. And so I was actually listening to the episode. I first joined it on DNR, like the episode before she actually faced off with Strahd. It was her gathering up all the paladins saying, we're going to go fuck up this dragon. And her and. Izzy was doing a great job giving her rousing speeches to all the paladins saying like, are you brave or what? Let's go, let's go destroy him. And it was awesome. And yeah, so that, that really brought me into the show. Did I'm interested in whether 
you went you listened to the next episode or did you go back to one i went what? back right away and oh, I, man. the whole time i was like i was really looking up because it was like oh man when i finally catch up i'm gonna hear what happens <laughs> right but that was probably like i don't know those episodes are long so you had like 200 hours or something of uh of episodes to get back at to that. the time i was listening I was working a lot of overtime and I was working, uh, I was listening to the show the entire time I was working. So I actually powered through it pretty quickly. I was listening 10 hours a day. So it only took me a couple of weeks to power through all of that. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Okay. And um, I just thought of a spinoff question. We're going to come back to it. It's one yeah. that I should have asked everybody, but I'm just going to type it in here to replace number five. So give me just a second. And um, you kind of answered it already, I guess, but. It sounds like you got hooked on the show like right away. Was it that first episode with with Una that that hooked you immediately? Absolutely, or, yeah, yeah. It, because I started on that first one, I was like, "Oh, this is pretty awesome," and then I, I went back and I felt like it was a big endeavor when I joined in the '60s or '70s. I can't imagine people starting now on Arc Two, going all the way back through Arc One. That's that's a lot. <laughs> I don't know yeah. if I could do that. <laughs> No, it, it definitely is. So um, I think, I don't remember the number. I, I'm probably going to contradict myself on, with something <laughs> I said on here before. It's hard to I, remember. Yeah, I think I started around like 180 or something. And at the time, like I commute three hours a day and I'm just desperate for stuff to fill the time. And I was like, oh, yes, there's tons of this. So oh, I'm yeah. happy that there's tons of this. But I listened to it all so fast. So I mean, that's the perfect environment to to dig through all that. Yeah, it works pretty well. And also, honestly, like some of the like long arguments and combats, like I can listen to those at one and a half times speed or something. And that, <laughs> that, that worked really well for arc one. So, um, OK, so you, you like that first episode and then there's been all these other episodes since then. Do you have a favorite story arc or group of episodes? Did that like Una stuff stick with you as a favorite or do you have something else that? I mean, it stuck with me as memorable. Uh, I think a couple mini moments are definitely Una related, like the, the critical one in the forest and Una chasing down Strahd. But I think the actual like arcs, uh, I think episode 100 and 200 are definitely like the pinnacle of the show for me. Uh, episode 100 was the Battle of Overwatch, and I felt like that was an excellent conclusion to the whole story that Jason had been building up to that point. And episode 200 is probably my favorite episode of all of them, but I feel like episode 100 is a better like period to the story because episode 200 was definitely like a ending of season two to see what's going on to season three kind of thing to me. But it was still yeah. incredibly well done, and I loved it very much. Yeah, I like all of those like mega crossover episodes, too. They're really cool moments in the show. And I also remember when I got to 100, um, I'm like, okay, now what does the show do? And it, yeah, of course, I, <laughs> I, I had no idea that there was such cool stuff coming that was actually, I kind of liked the story better after that, but still, it, it felt like a big end to everything, and I just had no idea what was going to come, so that was a pretty cool time. Yeah, and um, to be fair, I think um, large chunks of the show before episode 100 were much weaker, just because like, there was a lot of personality conflicts, there's a lot of people weren't super comfortable in their role-playing yet, 
but like po- they started to get the hang of it shortly before 100 100 was a great cap and then the role playing just got really really good beyond that yeah i th- i think that group 3 started to change some of the way like people role played on the show i think things changed pretty quickly after group 3 and like the new group 2 joined the show like wherever the heck that is back in the episodes um everybody well, kind of yeah. stepped up a little bit after that so. TPK, I think the TPK was really like the turning point for a lot of that role play because it's like, well, fuck, where do we go from here? There's only two of us. And they had to sit down in character and emotionally process that. And that's hard. Yeah. No, but, but again, a favorite kind of episode, right? Like, I think everybody likes that one a lot. So, yeah. <laughs> Even though hard. I think it isn't it like 28 minutes long or something like that. But yeah. Well, because. Like I said, I think that's a huge turning point in the role play for the show. Yeah, definitely. Um, okay, I got one more of these kind of uh, every time questions. Um, everybody's taken a different tact with this one so far. It's been kind of interesting. Um, if you could build a dream group of DNR characters for some kind of one shot or something, um, who would you put in it? And uh, timeline be damned, whoever the heck doesn't matter to me. So did you come up with anything? Uh, I didn't pre come up with anything, although I think because talking with a lot of the people in the community, because I've been in the community for a long time, um, I think a, a lot of the big pull for DNR for a lot of people is the really good story. But I also have a strong appreciation for all the silly stuff. So I really enjoyed inspectors and all and DRP and all that silly stuff. So if I were to build a group, like a dream group of DNR, I'd probably like bring in Yenward, like Tom in his heyday before we all realized he was a bad person. You know, <laughs> like he was, I enjoyed his, his quips, his jokes, you know? So like if we could like, and, and Rob, when he was the rapping Vietnam guy, <laughs> the rapping Vietnam vet, like uh, all these silly characters, uh, trying to remember some more of the fun ones. Oh, Braylon. I love Braylon. And uh, I love the character, Rodswell. No, Rodswell was the dad. Oh, yeah. Duncan. I was, I was... Okay, I was having a hard time with Rodswell and comedy, but yeah, Duncan for sure. Duncan, no, oh. the kid. Yeah, yeah. So like the the two bards and Yenward, like just have all those silly characters just mashed together in a lighthearted, fun story that has no consequences. I would love that so much. Yeah, I'm on board for that. I also enjoy the the silly times of the show, and I think I think that's why I have trouble with so many other podcasts. Is they're just too serious all the time and um like there's some really serious stuff in dnr but there's also a lot of silly yeah they go back and forth Uh, which is interesting to hear because i've i've seen a lot of people comment on how they enjoy the story a lot more and they're usually turned off by a lot of excessively silly uh D podcasts because a lot of them out there are quite silly it's just a bunch of dudes you know chilling out and having a good time yeah (laughs) no but I think there's definitely a balance here. So, um, yeah, so that brought up another thing. And I haven't, this is my little bonus question I'm going to surprise you with here. But um, we may have talked about this in the Discord at some point. Uh, do you listen to any other D&D podcasts? Like, I know you talked about finding a bunch back in the day. Yeah, um, I, I've gone back and forth. Right now, DNR is the only one. I listened to Drunks and Dragons for quite a long time, but eventually dropped that because due to time constraints, I've had to seriously seriously trim back on my podcast feed so i'm only down to six five or six podcasts now um 
I think one of my all-time favorites that sadly had to end because one of the cast members moved away was called RP Gentleman. And that yeah. one was absolutely hilarious. Those guys were like, um, they they were all like professional improv comedians, it sounded like. I don't know if they were, but they sounded like it. Like these guys have been playing since high school. Like they're like really, really good friends. They understand each other and the game they like to play. And it was just it, very funny. The story was anything but serious, but it was one of my favorites, but they had to stop. Yeah, I just found that one. And uh, yeah, 2015 to 2016. So yeah, yeah there's no, not if, a... Not if a you listen to that one, but... it's a great ride. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, um, you know, in my ever-ending, every single day commute, and then all the other, like, running and stuff that I do, I always need stuff. So um, I have really struggled to find another one that, and I think, I think it's that balance thing. Like, yeah. it doesn't, I don't want it too serious, but I don't just want super silly all the time. And yeah, um, RP Gentleman's definitely all serious or all silly all the time, but they're so funny <laughs> that it works. <laughs> yeah. I think I've mentioned in the Discord, like recently I've listened to most of, and there's, I think there's 194 episodes. I've listened to most of the Tabletop Champions podcast, and I like it, although it gets a little over the silly line for me sometimes. Um, but I don't know. It's been pretty fun. They have, their own world and the episodes are shorter they're like an hour long and uh the group gets along and has fun together which i don't know it it, it reminded me of early group one um dnr minus like the disagreements so. <laughs> that was the downside to early group one was like i enjoyed the shenanigans but yeah the endless arguing because justin was just so contrarian all the time <laughs> yeah it's like yeah, rob was... was trying but justin just like wanted to disagree for its own sake it's like come on man we gotta do something anything <laughs> yes some of that stuff gets a little frustrating especially on a re-listen so um i have some skipping that has to happen every once in a while but that's okay <laughs> um all right so i think that's most of the stuff about well the pre-made questions and my one extra little one thrown in um let's talk about uh, the forums a little bit. So this is something I talked to the Sheiks about, and he was like, hey, you should talk to Ken about the forums. And so DNR used to have forums. Yes. Um, and I think you had a pretty big role there. Um, yes, I was a moderator on there. Yeah, so um, what was that like? Like, how long were the forums around? What was the discussion in the forum like compared to the Discord? Um, just um, kind of talk about that stuff. Well. I the forums lasted I want to say for like year and a half two years something like that. Um, I was a moderator on there for most of it along with Wiki Steve and Ryan who's now on the show. He was in the forums back in the day. Uh, yeah, David Sheeksy's been on the forums too. Uh, trying to remember who else on the Discord was. That's a pretty low low count. The forums were not terribly well populated. But yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I liked being a moderator on there. There was a weird amount of Russian bots on there, like selling cosmetics, which was surprising to me. So we spent a good chunk of our time. That that was most of our moderation exercise was. <laughs> yeah, was, I think was clearing those out. I think those show up on the like the roller coaster forums and stuff that I'm on too. The guy has to clean a lot of that stuff off. So I think that was just a popular thing at that time for bombing uh, message boards with. So. <laughs> 
But the discussion yeah. on the forums was quite different than in Discord because people could go through and write like a more detailed analysis, like huge chunks of text. They could write paragraphs and paragraphs reviewing the episodes, which was really nice compared to this on the fly thing that Discord has. And I like Discord for its immediacy, but I know David in particular really laments the loss of the forums because he likes that longer form stuff. Yeah. No, I think there's benefits to both. Um, like, for example, I play uh, World of Warcraft, although at a very uh, casual level now, like two hours a week instead of the 60 hours a week I used to spend <laughs> in it years ago. But like all of the class forums and everything have moved to Discord now. And like you can go in and ask a question on Discord, but 3,000 people have already asked the same question and they're just going to yell at you to go read the pinned messages, but nobody reads the pinned messages. And yeah. like, it was kind of better organized on a forum. But and you can also I, search a forum. Yeah, I mean, you can search Discord, but I don't know. It, I think for information purposes, forum was better, right? But I think the community thing on a Discord is a lot better. And Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That makes I, sense. Yeah, I generally agree with that. And the the forums were were cool, but they they there was an interesting moment in the show's history where the forums started to spiral out of control for a little bit. I'm sure listening back through arc one and listening back to the backlog of GMT, there is some talk of that on the forums getting toxic. And, yeah. And it from my perspective, it wasn't as bad as people made it out to be, although it still wasn't great. You know, it's not like anyone was making death threats or racial slurs or anything like you expect from shittiness on the Internet. But there was still a lot of general dissatisfaction, endless criticism about everything the show did. And so uh, I got together with Steve and Ben and oh, there's a dog. I got together with Steve and Ben and uh, I think Ryan was involved in that and a couple other people on the forums. And we all just agreed to be really nice and positive. And instead of exercising our moderation powers too much by, you know, trying to ban people or trying to, like, you know, strictly censor that all that stuff, we decided, hey, what if we just show by example? and it was a little slow going at first, but I felt like that, that really turned the forums around. Yeah. Um, I don't know why the, like our discord is super positive about the show and maybe it's because we all pay to be there. So like we all I do think are that's a big, big chunk fans of it because people who hate on the show tend to not be patrons. Yeah. I think that's part of it. And like I recently joined discord for, another podcast that I listen to and pretty much all that's in there is people complaining about how they mess up the rules on the show. And <laughs> it's really not very fun to, to go through like, Hey, did you know that those diamonds last time you could have just broken those with a hammer? It didn't take a spell and all this other stuff. And like, I don't care. Like the rules lawyering isn't really the best use of the discord. And yeah, I don't know. It's, yeah, no, I, I totally agree. And I, I don't want to take credit for the, the positive momentum of it, but I'm very glad to see it carries on. Yeah. Okay. Um, now some interesting questions, I think. Um, your history with D&D and tabletop games. Uh, when did you start playing? Are you playing in games now? And so yeah. I have been playing D&D &D since I was a kid. 
uh, in elementary school, my dad taught me how to play second edition AD&D back in the day. Um, even though I'm only 25, you know, I'm pretty young. But that's what my dad grew up playing in high school. So that's what he taught me on, which is really hardcore for a system. In high school, yeah. I moved into third edition. I've been playing games. And for the most part, I've been a dungeon master for most of it. And I really, really enjoy the like the world building and storytelling of it. I like seeing all those pieces move. So I like being a DM. Okay. Uh, do you still play with your dad at all? Or... No, that was pretty much only when I was a kid. I don't think he's too interested in D&D these days, although he is happy to talk about it. If I ever sit down and chat about the story I want to tell, he's happy to give feedback and, and push back on storytelling elements. Hmm. Do you happen he... to know? Like, you probably don't know. I was just like, has he tried any newer editions? Or is he nope. Like, he's nope. been a second edition forever. I, I did throw the idea at him a couple times, but uh, he never showed much interest. He doesn't have time to do that. Uh, he reads a lot of books, though, so he understands stories. Yeah, that makes sense. So, okay, I was going to ask you about your um, DM style, but I think we can just throw that into the next question. Um, at the time that I wrote this, it just said, "Are you? I think you're working on a project, and do you want to tell us about it? But since I wrote that, there's, like, episodes of your project, and I've listened Absolutely. to them. So. Yes. Talk about so, it because not everybody's listened to it yet. But yeah, yeah. So I do have a podcast now called Do Not Resuscitate. It's a play on words because the initials are DNR, the fan cast. And it fall I decided the entire premise of the show was going to be really small stakes. The whole thing takes place in Fairbay. It's supposed to be lighthearted and silly. And compared to the grand plots of Dungeons and Randomness, everything in Fairbay seems kind of quaint. It's a small town. And they're dealing with problems, but they're tiny problems. And it's silly and it's fun. And I like the group I play with. I play with Rob, not the show Rob, but the other Rob on the Discord. <laughs> he plays Hamish. I play with CJ, who plays Jacoba. And I play with Ian, who plays um, Liam. I always knew I was going to get those two mixed up, Ian Liam. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and I play with Andy, who plays Erkin Varkas. And it's it's just really fun. I have two episodes out. I We have uh, four more in the can. It's just up to me to edit them. And we're kind of planning on a bi-weekly release schedule, though we can't necessarily hold to that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, scheduling is not a fun thing, right? But yeah, yes. I I have listened to those and they, the two that are out, and they are silly. And uh, I enjoyed them. So Well, I'm glad yeah. you liked them. So good luck with it. Um, so, so far, Hamish is pretty ridiculous, but I expected nothing else from Rob. And, uh, it only gets worse. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, I, what was I going to say? Oh yeah. I'm playing in a game, hopefully with Rob this Saturday. And I was thinking about stealing his like greeting idea from that episode to see how that goes. Like, uh, never mind. <laughs> Well, the, the greeting idea came, he picked that up from observing. That's all right. that was. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's like, oh, this is the way it works. Yeah. So, I don't know. So, this, this, in regards to the question of what is my style like, and if any of my players are listening, this is really important for them to hear. My general DMing style is almost entirely character-based. So, all of the stories that happen, happen because the NPCs have a desire to do them. So 
every NPC that you meet, as silly as they may seem, they've got a backstory. They've got secrets. They got some. They got stuff that they know. So interacting with them is very, very important. That's always been my DM style, and it's very interesting to see players stop trying to use their stats to muscle their way through something and start interacting as people to people because that gets some very interesting results. Yeah, and I think we saw that already like in one of these episodes. I think the last one, um, you were talking to them like, well, you just ignored this guy and you just like walk past these guards and like they kind of ignored the NPCs and what they wanted. Exactly, and, exactly. Yeah. So when the plan didn't go to plan, I I came back and you're right. I said, well, think of it from their perspective. You're just some schmucks who showed up <laughs> and walked onto their boat in the middle of the night. So of course they're going to be upset at you. <laughs> yeah. So I'm, yeah, I'm interested to see what happens with their, uh, their next little journey. And although it seemed like maybe there's something with the black hand going on, which seems like a bigger story than little fair Bay, but I'll, I'll, listen and see where that goes so yeah well i got a whole storyline going on for that a little teaser for episode three i will tell you that ian absolutely starts to talk to npcs as people in episode three and it gets some very interesting results like i say okay we'll look forward to that probably in a couple weeks i'm guessing so um i think i wanted to get the first three episodes out a little bit faster than bi-weekly although the rest are scheduled on a bi-weekly schedule so three should come out sooner than that but uh i don't know exactly yet okay that sounds good um and i will drop a link to the dnrfancast.com in the youtube description thing so people can click that and make their way over there and subscribe and stuff i don't know if i have any listeners that you don't have i highly doubt it <laughs> but <laughs> i think we're drawing from the same pool yeah but, I, uh, I assume for most of the run of the show, it's going to be Discord people. Although, who knows? Maybe people will like it enough that it'll grow beyond that. Yeah, possibly. So, okay. Um, yeah, so I got a couple more things here and maybe one more added question I just thought of. Um, so the main thing that we've talked about in the Discord, like just you and I, is that you've caught up on the Cosmere over the last year or so. Absolutely. Um, did you, like, find Brandon because of the Discord, because people were talking about it? Or yes. did you? Okay. Yeah, because uh, people, I, I had some, I had just finished some other series, and I went to the books channel on Discord and said, hey, guys, what's some really good books? And I don't remember who first brought, up, brought it up. I think it might have been not Twitter Rowan. I think he was one of the first to bring it up, because he talks about Sanderson a lot. <laughs> he's, he's he a, does. Yeah, he's a super fan, but I think and he was like, the first one to bring it up. And I said, all right, well, tell me which book to start first, because there's a lot. And so he told me to get onto Way of Kings and I loved it. <laughs> and Sanderson's yeah. just a fantastic writer and I love his whole stuff. Yeah, it's it's hard to tell people where to start. Like we have so many little discussions in that channel and <laughs> Way of Kings is really good for the right reader that's like really committed to however many hundreds of hours of whatever reading that's going to be like it's a it's a huge book right so yeah the way of kings on audible is 48 hours i think okay yeah so you got to have a lot of commitment to dive into that but i think realizing that this particular audience has made it through probably most of 270 episodes of dnr 
Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> <laughs> they can probably do it, right? So Way of Kings is probably a good start. But um, yeah, I I like it a lot. It's probably my two favorite pieces of fiction right now are this podcast and the, the Cosmere books. So um, that's enough to keep me going for fantasy fiction. I don't really look for a whole lot else. So um, well, I, I like to dabble in sci-fi sometimes. Yeah, not me. <laughs> my dad was... <laughs> My dad was into sci-fi fantasy. He had like tons of books of everything. And I've pretty much like picked out a couple of authors. Like I read all of Raymond Feist stuff as a kid. And then uh, Wheel of Time started when I was like 10 or something. And so I jumped in at the ground floor on the Wheel of Time. And that was like my series for most of my life. And that's how I found Brandon because he finished the Wheel of Time after Robert Jordan died. So... It was like the worst birthday present of my life is Robert Jordan died like uh, during the night. And then I woke up on my birthday and found out. Oh, that's terrible. <laughs> so it was kind of, yeah, it was crushing. Like it was really bad. But Brandon probably finished the books better than he could have anyway. So yeah. Fine. And, and but, you know, Brandon's still relatively young. So he's got a long, long way to go. Yeah. Although there's times I want to like, can we, can we like send Brandon like some, you know, like every tip in the world to extend his lifespan? Like, <laughs> never stop. <laughs> like, the fans will go and, like, all right, Brandon, we're going to work out here this morning. And all right, Brandon, here's like, uh, here's your meal plan for the week. And we're going to take you to the doctor. <laughs> like, he's, he needs like 30 more years to finish all this stuff. And it's, it's concerning. But, uh, but you know, he, cr- he cranks out books pretty quickly. Yeah, we're in we're in a Cosmere drought at the moment, which is kind of rough. But yeah, I know well, there's a lot of good stuff coming. But well, it's because he's working on the next Stormlight, which is a huge project. Yeah, but I think we're gonna get like four and five closer together, um, and then I don't know if he's gonna do a little break and write some other stuff before he does the back half of the Stormlight Archive or not, but... Certainly he is. By his own admission on his blogs and stuff, the uh, Stormlight is an exhausting process, and he needs to write more fun stuff as a break. Right. Which I find is really interesting for an author to do, is that (laughs) take a break for my more intensive books, I'm going to write lighter, more fun books. So he's still writing, (laughs) just (laughs) just different books. We didn't get Wax and Wayne this year because... He wrote that book for um, Magic, which I haven't read yet, Children of the Nameless. Um, It's free. But, um, yeah. And then he's got a lot of neat ideas. Like, there's one about, it was going to be like a pizza delivery man that does necromancy or something. But now... That sounds like a Harry Dresden character. Yeah, I I don't know. I haven't read those. But... um, it sounds really wacky, and now apparently it has something to do with metal music too, and it's kind of going away from the pizza delivery thing, but it's I still mean, necromancy. I don't know. Sounds fun. <laughs> it does sound fun. So that'll happen sometime. But but yeah, um, Dresden Files is another good fantasy series that's 15 books long, so it's a haul, but it's really, really good. I think Butcher has some of the best original lore of any fantasy series I've read. I think... I think it may be the setting for that that has not interested me. Isn't it like a more modern yeah, setting? Yeah, it's, or I, it's okay. urban. He t- it takes place in modern Chicago, but he's he's a wizard and he deals with supernatural stuff. But his whole thing is that 
he brings a shotgun with him and he wants to protect Chicago from all of the supernatural threats that are trying to destroy it. Yeah, so I've always been like a very like traditional fantasy. Like, I, you know, give me the swords and the dragons and the wizards and all of that stuff. And <laughs> it's hard for me to get into a modern setting, although Brandon is dragging me there, right? Because he's heading towards sci-fi with this Cosmere stuff eventually. Um, yeah, yeah, because in uh, Wax and Wayne, there's the people for, no, it was in the Cosmere collection, the Sixth of Dusk talked about the people from above. Yes, and that is like the furthest out in the future book little piece that we've gotten. And so we know space travel's coming and like fourth era for Mistborn is going to be space travel. So, and like people think part of the reason he's writing Skyward and the the follow-ups to that is just to practice writing sci-fi and like space travel stuff. Um, But it'll be sci-fi in a universe that has magic. So it'll be very, very interesting to see what happens. Yeah, so it's gonna be like magic powered spaceships. So, yeah, kind of like the airships from Wax and Wayne. Yep, similar ideas. Um, I did have one more question, and it also is something that you and I have talked about on the Discord. Um, did you recover from your bike ride yet the other day? Yeah, I'm, I'm feeling all right. Yeah, it, that was a personal record for me, 32 miles. It was actually 33 because there was a hike in the middle. <laughs> yeah, those count. As long as you you like are touching the bike, it counts. So it's still, it's still <laughs> well, a bike mile. Yeah, my so. my Strava was still, or my Strava was still running, and I was touching the bike. I was pushing it with me, but I yeah, went to a park, and the park goes down to a lakefront. But in order yep. to get to the lakefront, you need to go down like a mile of steep gravel. But I'm on a road bike, so I could go down barely, but getting back up like that was never happening. So I walked back up. Yeah, gravel on a road bike is not great. So and then like hills are just the thing you have to get used to like i bought my bike and like where i live there's like i can maybe ride half a mile without hitting a really steep long hill yeah so same here (laughs) yeah i'm in the seattle area it's there's a ton of hills here because if you're going north south it's generally fine but if you're going east west you're either heading west towards the coast or east towards a valley and then after the valley there's mountains so it, there's just a lot of elevation change all within 10 miles. Yeah. So anyway, okay, there's a little biking update. We've probably really, like, people probably tuned this out once we got to, to uh, Cosmere and biking, but that's okay. <laughs> um, we only have, like, one question left. And I know a little of this. I don't know if you want to talk about it or not, but is there anything kind of going on outside of DNR with your life and hobbies and stuff right now? Um, anything? big like trips or events or any of that stuff going on this year um well sadly no because i got let go from my job a couple weeks ago but i did just get a job offer this morning so that's good and oh there is yeah and i have a job interview on monday for another job that would probably pay much better than the one i got an offer for and that one's looking optimistic so one way or another i'll probably be employed by the end of next week that sounds pretty good. So that was what I wasn't sure if you wanted to share, but you'd already shared with all these people anyway. So yeah, I figured you were going to. I didn't know you had an offer already. So well, that happened just that's this morning. Good. It's brand new. Okay, <laughs> that sounds. See that like what I do and what you do is so different. Like if something happened to my job, I would just be months and months because there's not that many like 
college professor math jobs and they only come up a couple times a year right so yeah like i couldn't get eight interviews in a week or something like that so yeah well i work quality assurance which is attached to manufacturing and in the seattle area there's a ton of manufacturing so there's demand it's just the question is am i willing to take those jobs because there's a lot of level one jobs and i'm really qualified for a level two job yeah i think much fewer of those yeah, I actually um, interviewed for one of those jobs one time. Um, we we were living in this town, and I was like unemployed for a year, following my wife around on like PhD internships and stuff. And there was a factory there. I can't even remember what they made anymore. This is why I didn't do well at the interview. <laughs> <laughs> but. They're like, oh, you have a math degree, so you know all about this stuff and this stuff. I'm like, no, I know how to prove theorems from like hundreds of years ago. I don't know anything practical at all. I don't know why I came to this interview, but I well, do not know how to do this. Well, <laughs> so. in quality, if, hey, man, if you know statistics, quality assurance does a lot of statistical analysis. So, yeah. So, even if you don't know it directly, you could read up and pick up on it, I'm sure. So I probably could. At that point, I hadn't taken much stats. This is like another thing in, in math, yeah. like the statisticians <laughs> versus the like people that just like prove things are two totally different people. Um, I did take some stats later, but at that time, I didn't really have much. So anyway, I, I have some jokes about that that come up in my classes every once in a while, but uh, I, I've never had a real world job. So I just... <laughs> But yeah, that's that's the math that my field does. There's a lot of statistics, and there's a, also a lot of geometry. I usually deal with the geometry stuff, but I have dabbled in the stats stuff. And stats is hard. Yeah. yeah, no, I'm hoping my daughter wants to be a mathematician, and I'd like to push her to like the stats and data science side of stuff. Because well, there's a lot there's... of practical stuff with stats. Yeah, there definitely is. So, And more jobs than just college professor. Although, it's a good job. And I enjoy all my free time, so I can't complain <laughs> too much. Um, okay, last thing. Um, I'm cutting this down to uh, just tag one more person because I have this backlog of people now that I don't know, <laughs> like I'm pushed out to July or something. So um, people really need to tell me no, and then, I've, then I'll need two people. But um, do you have anybody else that you think I should like bring on here and talk to? That. Well, I'm sure you've already got Cole and Travis on the list somewhere. I do not have Travis on the list. All right. Well, so. Travis is another guy from the forums. He's been around forever. He's on the Discord. And I think he followed my example and just changed his name to his real name because <laughs> we're all friends. Yeah. And uh, I think Travis is like the other Iowan in the Discord besides myself. So I think he's from Des Moines. Not that sounds maybe. right. I know he's Midwest because he's, uh, if I remember correctly, he's like a cable company um, field technician. So he drives around a lot. He's like Steve in that regard, actually. Okay. Yeah, I'm not sure about that stuff, but I'm pretty sure he's from Iowa. So we can talk about Iowa stuff. So that'll totally work. And maybe, maybe I can schedule that during Ragbri or something. And he'll probably be very annoyed about cyclists. And uh, <laughs> that'll be fine. So... <laughs> Okay, um, thanks for doing this, and I'm going to turn the recording thing off, and...